most people are sheep and then entrepreneurs like us are sheepdogs. So for every 99 sheep, there's one sheepdog. So sheepdogs are entrepreneurs and they only have two roles. I looked, I looked it up because I'm a high fact finder in the Science Daily 2006 article that there are only two, two primary roles for sheepdogs. Only two. That's it. Only two. One, keep the sheep in line. Two, push the sheep forward. Keep them in line. Move them forward. Keep them in line. Mm. See the vision. Move them forward. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. And we're back with another episode of the Moved Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. I'm super excited today to be with my good friend, Justin Breen. And today's episode is brought to you by Moved 30, our Entrepreneur Strong program. Go check it out at movd30.com. What is up, my man, Justin, the Wall Street Journal bestseller, author, global connector, strategic coach, abundance. What's up, Justin? How you doing, man? Yeah, you know, you've you've traveled the world and uh, been in some great fights, uh, high level competition. And then, uh, you know, I, I, we live in the Chicago suburbs and uh, since COVID have traveled the world virtually. This is another example of that. Um, so I have two offices here in my house and then in the backyard if it's nice weather. And so now two global companies without traveling at all, really. So it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, literally traveling and then virtually traveling as well. Yeah, I think that that dives right into an interesting conversation. Now, I had not had a chance, um, but I think that you made it a point uh, to bring up something interesting and then we'll we'll kind of dive into what your journey is. But you had brought up a thing called the, the Colby test, and I think yes. I didn't have a chance to take it. Um, but I, could, I, I noticed it was important to you. So I was interested in what what it is about that test. Um, that you are attracted to. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when you do take it, uh, please send me your score. The only thing I write down before I meet someone is their name and their Colby score. And it's not cheese, by the way, it's a uh, K O L B E and it's not your personality. Uh, I don't really care what someone's personality is. It's, um, it's how, it's how their brain, how they take action, how they take action. And so most uh, visionaries, top entrepreneurs. Um, so most of my days either spending time with my wife and our two young sons who are eight and nine or talking to the world's top entrepreneurs. So not business owners, not consultants, not employee humans, top entrepreneurs. So most of those folks, uh, in Colby world are high, quick start. So boom, 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 boom. And then little to no follow through. So that's ADD, diagnosed or undiagnosed that's not a disorders it's a sign of genius uh it's mislabeled it's mislabeled but um and so if they don't hire a million people nothing would ever get done but they're they're true visionaries and so um i'm the very 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 rare entrepreneur that has high quick start boom 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 and high follow through so say it do it say it do it say it hit the gas pump the brakes hit the gas so um, the high quick start folks are very grateful to me because I can keep up with them and follow through for them. And I'm <clears> endlessly <throat> grateful for them because they're the ones that actually change the world. They just need help simplifying and then connecting to, to other people like that. That's an interesting conversation because I think that um, even diving into this, that just hits a really interesting chord because it's, yeah doing a lot of things and being around a long time 
yeah. I think being an being an entrepreneur that you're talking about is you're you're an artist that kind of sucks at production. <laughs> I would be shocked if you were not high quick start, low follow through. I mean, yeah. absolutely. I mean, so again, most of my days talking to top entrepreneurs, um, and then I just see the pattern. I know the answer. So, um, and that's why you have all these systems. Cause if you didn't, if you didn't have systems, I'm guessing you designed them for yourself first and then, Oh, I can help other people. I can help other people with this, but you're the people like you are the ones that create all these things. Like your brains are floating around up here, but you'll do something about it now. And then not only can I create something, but I can follow through on it, which is incredible. I mean, it's just very rare. Uh, my score for those who care, it's an eight, six, seven, one. So eight fact, it's one to 10, 10 is the highest. So eight fact finder, that's the first thing that's really high. Uh, most people I talk to are like three or fours, maybe fives. Then a six follow through, which that's astronomically high. Most of the people I talk to are three, three or four, four at the highest. And then a seven quick start, which is really high, but most of the people talk to are eight, nine or tens. I'd be shocked if you were not an eight, nine or 10. And then implementer is the four score. I'm a one implementer in this case means using your hands or building something. I'd be a negative 3 billion implementer. I, I don't know how to hold a pencil, right? I can't, you'd be probably a high implementer because of fighting and, you know, using your gloves and uh, kicking, uh, kneeing. Um, a lot, the top implementer score I've ever seen uh, uh, was a, a nine, a nine, and that was Dominique Wilkins. He's a nine implementer. So at the uh, NBA Hall of Famer, so basketball. Um, and then I think he's- Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, that would maybe be um, in alignment with who you are, probably the ability to implement your whole body into doing something. That sounds Using like your hands or building. Yeah, so like yeah. I always pictured it. I've never met a 10 implementer. I don't think I ever will. Um, I definitely will never meet a 10 fact finder because that person would be in a cave or a NASA bunker. Never met a 10 follow through because I that just sounds like a horrifying, like never stopping following through. I've met, I know a million 10 quick starts because they're, <laughs> they're completely yeah. all. And then, but a 10 implementer, I always pictured as an Olympic athlete. That's what I pictured. Um, it's an interesting conversation and I don't mean to use it as a plug, but and I haven't really talked about this per se, but that's really what we do with kind of our move 30. We realize, I realize that a lot of what you're talking about, it's kind of one that you're bringing it up is because what I learned is that the eyes of the biz, the entrepreneur's concept is mm -hmm. they can, they see something and then it's like this bright light, you go to it. Mm -hmm. yep. And what I found is it's, we're extremists. So we tend to do that in almost anything 100%. that we do. Yes. Was that? hundred percent. Yeah. Entrepreneurs are the most damaged people with the worst coping skills. Um, but they, excuse me, they're the most damaged people with the best coping skills. However, yeah, yeah. they cope by creating companies or systems or whatever revenue. Yeah. And then many, not always, many times they do that at expense of having a family or any meaningful relationships. So they have all this damage and then they create this incredible thing, these material things, but they really have nothing meaningful behind it. And so I see that one to two times a week. I talk to someone who's let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from having a family. I'm just like, and I'm just a dad who happens to be an entrepreneur. I mean, that's what the, that's what the new book is about. So I'm mm. like, Oh, I'm just like, Oh, you don't have to destroy your family or not have a family for this life. Um, 
the extreme stuff is it's a blessing. It certainly can be a curse, but it's it's a blessing. Um, and then the other thing that's interesting, because um, I simplify into patterns, uh, that's what my brain does. Not always, but usually people like us, again, usually people like us marry um, stabilizing humans. Um, so my wife- Interesting. Is, uh, so, yeah, so it's really- Say that again? Yeah, usually people like us marry stabilizing humans. Not always, but usually. So like my wife's a pediatrician. Um, uh, your girlfriend's about to go diving, which is really fascinating to me. So she's, like, she's in a, she's an attorney, <laughs> right? Uh, an attorney who's an attorney or an entrepreneur who happens to be an attorney. She's an attorney. So that's a stabilizing human. So that's, so yeah, that's, that it's is really, I, it's like you're cracking some codes here. This is well, I know the answer. Process. So when you know the answer, you ignore all this other nonsense. Like that's, I don't care about revenue or any, that's meaningless to me because if you, if you know the answer and you connect right people to right people, they just connect you to right people and it, it eliminates all this other stuff. So, so um, you, again, usually not always a uh, high quick start, low follow through would be with a very high fact finder, high follow through person. Because uh, <laughs> imagine, imagine marrying yourself. That might not be the, it does yeah, happen. Like it'd be absolute, it happens. It's absolute chaos, right? Like, hey, so two things can someone happen. has to have structure. <laughs> so I would normally agree with you. So two things happen. Two things happen uh, if a high quick start, low follow through marries a, another one. So one, potentially greatest life experience company, whatever. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or <laughs> you just, what you just said. So I always ask people like, so is your spouse or partner, like a school teacher or a social worker, attorney's a good one, an engineer. And they're like, how did you know that? Cause I'm like, well, imagine marrying yourself. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> it wouldn't be a good situation. So um, yeah, send me your Colby. I would guess you're yeah. like a five, three, eight, four, something like that. All right. So we're going to put, that's interesting. And that's so interesting as, um, yeah, it's interesting that you, that you can characterize it at a certain point. Um, but you can kind of see what those personalities are. You know, I'll kind of pull this back. This is an interesting conversation. You bring that up and then I have a a few questions to follow up, but, um, personal experience. Um, I was a younger kid. Yeah. And I remember I had such high energy and I just wanted to talk yeah. to girls. We're talking like third grade. Yeah, right. Second grade. You Kicked sound like my class. third grader who said the same girlfriend since he was four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I was trying. I, I was I was in, in the abundance uh, waiting for, uh, you know, recess to chase and chase and then try to get chased. That was the game. My, my, my youngest is named Chase. So there you go. So there you go. It all worked out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, the, the, the thing, my experience in school really was not that I was Uh-oh. a bad kid. I just got kicked out a lot. Uh, of and so as you go through processes, yeah. um, it's been an interesting experience as an entrepreneur yeah. to go, well, wait a minute, maybe I don't need to do that. And uh-huh. we had someone on, we had Raul on and one of our other guests Okay, he put a value bomb and he really was, he was saying in a, in one of the groups that we had went in after that, and he had discussed and he said, you know, really try to find what that skill set is uh-huh. that you're good at and then really try to find it. And I think that you're, you're always doing that as an entrepreneur, as you evolve, you continue to just let other people do the things that you felt you had to carry. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And, yeah. and um, again, cause talk to me is meaningless without like, 
demonstration or action because I'm a full activator in, in Strength Finders world. So uh, my eight-year-old, who's named Chase, he is a three two nine seven Colby. So that is full pioneer. So he's almost no follow through. Very high quick start with very high implementer. So he's constantly he's a great soccer player. And then our nine-year-old is a two two nine six, also a pioneer. He's run a twenty one ten five k as a nine-year-old. That's insane. Uh, really good baseball player, soccer player, um, really good, uh, at flag football. He's really, really fast, crazy fast. And then my stabilizing human wife, thank God is an eight, seven, four, two. So uh, lower quick start, higher follow through very high fact finder. So, and your girlfriend's probably like an eight, eight, two, two or something, something like that. But, but the point is, is that if you know that when, when they're kids, it's such a blessing because like an education's great, you know, I'm, education's fine, you know, learn how to math and stuff. But the best part of being an entrepreneur by far, there's not even a close second is that uh, our kids can see that this world even exists. uh, And then they can do whatever they want with it. But most people. um, So what you just said is, you're just you're describing what ADD ADHD is as a child, I would say, well over half of the folks that my firms partner with have ADD diagnosed or undiagnosed um but they're the ones that create everything and again it's not a disorder well that was where, where i was getting i was younger and i remember them saying you should take these tests and i remember i remember thinking also in my parents they were like well that's going to define who you are by this test right and so in I'll normal share, world in human world yes correct but but i'll share with you something that's quite interesting is that as i had gotten older this wasn't too long ago i had taken a test it was called the eli test and mm. it's a test about energy about where you are as a leader there's seven different mm. stages that's interesting and i had never done one of those before and it nailed exactly who i was and so now okay. i'm like nervous to take these tests what is it, the briggs and myers uh, yeah those three i the three that are the most important to me are colby and then gallup clifton strength finders that's a good one and then there's another one that most people don't know about it's called print p-r-i-n-t it's your unconscious motivators that's a good one so what, let's kind of pause this because this has been an awesome run already going through this. A lot of quite cool angles and things, but like, let's pause this. What got you into this? What, what was your, what was, in a youth, what was your angle into this, into this world? It's a fair, it's a fair, simple question, but it's a, you know, people like us are, are born like this. I'm very, I'm convinced of that. Um, I think most people would choose to be top entrepreneur on planet and do what you like to do and what you're good at and hang out with a certain type of person. But I haven't met one entrepreneur at the highest level that has not overcome at least one of the four things. Most of them uh, are two or three. And then I talk to a lot of all fours now. As you get higher up on the food chain, it's threes and fours and, and all fours. And then when I started, it was ones and twos. So here, this is what separates entrepreneurs from humans, consultants, business owners, whatever that is. So the four things are bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy, two, depression, three, the highest level of anxiety that you can imagine, and four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So humans, business owners, consultants, those are excuses. Uh, entrepreneur at the highest level, you know, that's whatever, figure it out. And then many times uh, those coping skills are used to create greatest company ever, ever, but many times at expensive uh, having a family or, or not seeing your family. So that's, that's what I've seen over and over and over, but. You, um, uh, what, um, we work. Did you see that? 
documentary? I have not seen that. Uh, tell me more. I know that might we be an interesting good. case for you. Yeah, in this conversation, the guy was, I don't want to say manic, but he was definitely a wild man. <laughs> he, was a, he was able to bring people together. He had charismatic yeah. Yeah. Um, idea, um, but he kind of turned into just spending money. And <laughs> yeah, he just got, got into heavy spending. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the company, obviously, the real estate shift in 2008 kind of created the apex. But the idea is a 10 that, quick start. That's a 10 quick start. Yeah. Well, the storyline was is pretty wild, though. And at the end, it's almost like he screwed everybody over. But he's now starting another business. And it's amazing right. to me. This is something that I think is pretty fascinating. The, at the highest level, I guess it's almost like there's a guy that can walk. I have a friend of mine who can walk. He could he can walk into the Caesar and play three thousand dollar hands, and it's right. just like right. not, it does. It's a it's just that's a high quick start. So quick start measures your ability to handle risk. Yeah, it's almost like it's not there in an emo, I mean, in an emotional way. It's 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 almost like it's not there. There's so much and damage wherever it came from that it doesn't. The other stuff doesn't affect you. That's why it's those four things. So I'm firmly convinced that if you, because I never even answered your question. If you can't understand down here, how are you supposed to get up there? I just, I haven't met the, I've never met anyone that hasn't overcome at least one of those four things. And again, the higher up on the food chain, it's mostly all fours. The only one I haven't had to worry about, knock on wood, is bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. All the success, I mean, I can't think of one really, 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 really successful one that hasn't had to overcome bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy it's almost like a badge of honor to to go through that um that's an interesting thing yeah i mean but yeah and i how do i it's almost like and i can i do this probably too often but the analyst in the an analogy is like fighting i've never seen a guy get to a certain level without getting a couple's smacks on his face you know well of Seems course you can't there's get... no different there's no difference between the and top it's pretty fighters. interesting yeah. yeah it's interesting to look at it if you look at if you if you look at point a to point b and you were take everybody that chose to take the journey of you know building their own farm i guess some mm -hmm. people it works for certain areas and then sometimes it struggles for the other but to put them all in there mm -hmm. it's a quite it's quite a rigorous journey <laughs> Well, most people can't do it. That's why they're the not like you're just like trekking. You know, I think the core of me is, is I think the core of me doing what I do and always have to create and go. I just never really did well with someone telling me what to do, even at 100%. A, a younger age. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in it. So uh, the print, that's the uh, the third one, which most people don't know about. But I do think it's important is um so if you're not an eight, three print like me, I'd be absolutely, I mean, shocked. So what does that mean? It, again, it's your unconscious motivators. You see the tip of the iceberg, but most people don't see under the, the big part of the iceberg. So eight is to be strong and self-reliant. Uh, and then three is to succeed and achieve. Maybe you're a three, eight. Um, my partner for second company is a three, eight and I'm an eight, three. So uh, most top entrepreneurs, most of the folks my firm's partner with, they're eight threes or three eights. They don't, cause they don't overthink anything. They don't overfeel it. They just, <laughs> just go for it. Like, so I like people that make excuses. I have a very hard time understanding that. Like, it just doesn't even like at the highest level, there are no excuses. Like there's no, you don't get like what a, a top athlete, a top performer, they would never make an excuse ever. 
I mean, they just would never, they would never do that. You just execute. So that's, that's an eight, three, that's an eight, three print. So I'd be, I can send you that after this as well. I can send yeah. that you know. And I think the conversation is very cool because um, even in this conversation about moved and things like that, and our, our vision of the brand and things is that we ultimately need to look at our positions as entrepreneurs and even salespeople is that you can look at yourself as an athlete and 100%. Kind of in, in, in other terms, there's certain things that you need to do to take care of yourself, to perform right. at a, at a level. And what I found though, is that the way that people try to take care of themselves on a personal level, a mental set, they use the same idea that if they decide they're going to go work out, they're going to all go to CrossFit. Now it's time <laughs> to go do it a hundred percent. And our philosophy is that, wait a minute, what's that repeated process that you're actually doing that you'll do for the rest of your life that right. really changes who you are. Right. Because the yeah. rest of the stuff and these beautiful ideas of going up and touching Mount Everest, that's fine. You did it once and then you never did anything again. And so the idea is that I think longevity and getting people to do that, it's an interesting uh, conversation that you're having is, and kind of to bring that in is that even as I go through my personal journey of being an entrepreneur and meeting more great people, yourself, other people through there, you do realize that people are just running on different on different ideologies and different values that are released differently when you're at a different level. I think it's just, it's an interesting journey. I, I kind of like where this goes. I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to take that test. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, that was a lot of good content you just said there. And again, talk to me is completely meaningless without providing an actionable thing of what I'm actually doing than what I see from other top performers. And so I haven't done any outbound sales or any gimmicks in years. Why? Because I'm just the buyer. So if people don't understand what I'm talking about or don't have the same mindset, then I just won't, you know, that's, I mean, that's fine. I just, I only partner with the people that understand and, and live in full abundance, look at things as investments, not costs and are visionary. So if you're not that, that's fine. But, um, you know, my, our firm's partner with maybe 0.1% of the population, it's probably a smaller number than that, but. You know, if there's 8 billion people, 0.1% is 8 million. So that's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of people. Okay. So, and then those people hang out with other people like that. So it eliminates the, what do you cost or charge? And, and then they just introduce me to more people like that. And then I just introduce them. So it just, it cuts through all that other business owner stuff that most people are living. And so one of the chapters in the new book is be the buyer. So I'm, you know, I'm just the buyer of the people that I want to hang out with and they invest in my firms, they pay my firms, but I'm just the buyer of the those people. And by the way, those are also buyers. They're not selling anything. They're, they're the buyers also. Okay. So that's one, two, two, I'm 45, uh, 45. And then, um, that's just a number. It's a number, but, um, so, uh, run outside six days to matter the weather conditions. I've done that for a long time. And then listen to shows like these during runs. So fueling bind, uh, body and bind, or body and mind. And, um, then, you know, most of the, the 5Ks that my family runs in, uh, I win my age group. My son's actually a faster runner. The oldest son's faster than me. Uh, he was, we were in a race with 304 runners the other day. He finished fourth. That's no, no way. I didn't, yeah. He, well, yeah, he's a nine quick start. <laughs> That's a nine quick. So, and then, um, um, but 
as long as I keep winning my age groups, no matter what my age is, that's, that's it. I'm doing pretty well then. That's the way I look at it. So if I'm it's 70, interesting, and we haven't even gone into, I was kind of curious, maybe we can dive a little bit in of, of what ep, the epic life is in the book that you wrote. Yeah. And, and discuss a little bit about that. You know, it's a, a wall street journals, bestseller. Um, yeah. Maybe you can give us some in, inspiration around that. Well, most people write books and they're completely meaningless because there's no meaning behind them, uh, which I never understood that. Um, like why write a book if you're not going to like, you know, do something great with it, right? Like change the world with it. So, um, you know, I don't really do a lot of things, um, meaning like I'm either spending time with my family or connecting folks. But uh, if I do something, then it has to be at the highest level. Otherwise it's pointless. Like I don't, like there's no reason to do something halfway. I'm guessing you and, and other people like you appreciate that. So, so I'm very grateful that Peter Diamandis wrote the forward. He's one of the top entrepreneurs in the world. Um, I mean, he is. Um, and then, you know, Wall Street Journal, USA Today bestseller it's number, was number one on Amazon, all of Amazon Kindle. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. But, um, you know, the subtitle is how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. And that the second part is the most important part, because I think people like us want to have meaningful relationships. Um, but many times people like us just torch their families and never have one for this life. And so that's why I wrote it. I'm like, you don't have to do that. You can do both. And in fact, you can, you can, you know, melt mold them together. I mean, that's what I've, I've done. And then each chapter is like what I've learned from top entrepreneur and then activated into my life. And these are also folks that have not destroyed their family lives um, or destroyed meaningful relationships. They've, they've done both. So that's, that was the point of the book. Yeah. I think that's an, a great topic. And I think that um, it was one that I remembered as a young kid and in, I, um, I, I, I end up getting divorced many reasons of that, but also I think part of it is being an entrepreneur, I think. Yeah. Um, right. You know, and, and I think that as you, as I, as I look back, it was even when I was a kid, I remember a good friend of mine's parents, they were married and they owned a business. And I remember yes. they had gotten divorced and they had split up and things. I remember how difficult it was, but I remember seeing mm -hmm. his father and being inspired by him going out there and building a massive home and, and doing all those things. But then on the, on the other side, watching my friend's family get split up. I remember thinking as I get older, I'm going to try to do everything I can to try to fix that. And it, you can't, it, it's very, I think there's a couple of things that play a role in this. I think you would agree. I think it also plays a role in, did you choose a partner that plays that game as well? Stabilizing human. It's the stabilizing. That's, I think that's so, um, I'm in two of the top entrepreneurial groups in the world um, to land the plane. They're both 25 K a year each to be in. I'd easily invest 50 K a year each. Why? Because it's the top entrepreneurs in the world. And then it eliminates what do you cost or charge folks? It eliminates, it eliminates all that. And then it's, it's important to be in the right room because then it eliminates all this other stuff. But, but when you're in a room like that, when you're in a room like that, you do talk to a lot of people um, that have, um, they've, they've built the huge house. You've, they've built it. They have, they had the, the nine figure exit. Um, they had the global company. And then I always ask people like that, how's your family? 
Um, and then not certainly not always, but many times it's, I never see my family. We're getting a divorce. Uh, my spouse wants to stay here. I want to move to a different part of the country or world. Um, and then what I've seen is, is that the ones that are happy, um, most of the time they've married a stabilizing human. Okay. So most of the time, and then, uh, I talked to a lot of those folks who really do want to put meaningful things first. And, and, uh, one of them who has, he's a great guy. Um, his name's Steven Nooner and he's been married for a long time. He's very happily married, great family. And, um, and he's like, you seek what you need to heal. You seek what you need to heal. And I think that's why the key for people like us is having a stabilizing human because you don't, you know, you need that to heal. I mean, you're, cause you're, you know, top entrepreneur for the most part is not a stabilizing human. In fact, it's the opposite of that. So to have that healer, that healer, I think that's why it's so important because it really not only gives you balance and a foundation, but it actually helps you heal as a, as a human. And then you, like my wife takes chances now that she never would have. So she needed to heal. She's, if she, she, she is, she's probably going to laugh at me, but she like needed to take more chances in life, but she never would have done that if she hadn't married someone like me. So now she does, she has a more interesting, uh, more fun, more exciting life now. So that's helped her heal too. Yeah. It's very interesting. And even the, the, the journey of the way that you're expressing it is that the more that I work with owners and myself, you know, we realize that this right. journey is, is, is a, is a, is a formula of learning how to communicate with the world and get value and, <laughs> yes. and then, right. And then be able to handle all of that. But I was also had brought up an interesting conversation and this is just, I was just thinking about this and any businesses that I'd ever worked out when I was very young. And I remember when they would, people would change the rules and things like that. And you work for a business and you're like, Oh, they changed the way the commission structure. And and I never really complained because I always kind of knew, like, I can always leave because I was a salesperson right. at the time. Right. But looking back at those, you think of all the people that complain in jobs and, and all this stuff, they really have no idea what that owner is going through on a consistent No, no stuff. concept. Well, so people like us are usually aliens within our own family, community, and verticals. They have no con, like, like, so that's why, like, that's why, like, um, had to have global companies because I had to find people that actually understood what I was talking about. And there's 34 strength finders, 34 of them, Gallup Clifton. Uh, I'm 34 out of 34 in empathy, dead last. Uh, 33 out of 34 in includer, um, second to it. But for top entrepreneurs, people like you, and I have endless empathy, endless, endless. And en I mean, like, endly. it's, I feel so strongly. It's like, it's just endless empathy. I just don't understand people that make excuses. So there's, and that's most, you know, that's the people that complain about whatever, like, the, like I never understood it because, and I worked as a journalist for 20 years. So I never understood people that complain about, you know, the people, the publisher or the, the yeah, owner. Of the company. Really I'm like, like you're like, you're like that you're literally feeding your, I'm like, I'm feeding my family because this person took a huge chance, uh, you know, to create this thing. Like I, I'm, 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 and I never understood it. And by the way, most journalists complain about, um, <laughs> most journalists complain about upper management and uh you know owners and all that it's kind of funny but it's not funny but it, that's what that's what happens uh, and i never under i've never understood that 
ever. It just doesn't. It, well, it was probably one of those things that innate you felt that you would probably be able to go and do it on your own. And I always felt that if ah. I was ever in that position deep down, I would want somebody and I, it was very young, but I just remember going, I wouldn't want somebody to be saying that that was working for me. So, right. you know, why am I going to corral the problem? So what was, right. what is it about you? What What is it about you? And I, and kind of see if I can get these, but what, what is it about you? What was your, what was you, when you came, came out of school, what did you do? Did you start a business? Did you, it was journalism. You went through that. And then was, was it, what created this human behavior? Uh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you should have my wife answer that question. What created this? <laughs> so yeah, what created this, okay. what created this thing? <laughs> <Is> that <right? laughs> That's funny only because it's true. But so I'll, again, you're either born someone like, I mean, like people like us, you're either born like this or you're not. So I'll give you an understanding of why I know I'm like this. And then what it means to, to be an entrepreneur with zero business background after 20 years as a journalist. So, and I'll do this as fast as possible, but if you don't know where you come from, then you don't know where you are and you don't know where you're going. So I know where I come from. So when I was born, my dad was 61. My mom was 27. So 34. So my dad, he'd be 106 if he was alive. Now. Uh, he was born in 1916. So he was a World War II hero, uh, Korea War, uh, first lieutenant, uh, 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 spotter on bomber planes. So he was shot down multiple times in combat, many times without a parachute, got back in the plane. No excuses. Chapter one of the book is The Cream Rise to the Top. Uh, so every day while my dad was alive, uh, until I was 13, he'd say the cream rises to the top. So my first partner with the cream that rises to the top are people that will not make excuses. They'll get back in the plane. There are no excuses at this level. You get back in the plane. Okay. So that's my dad. And he became an attorney in the Nuremberg trials, uh, and president of an insurance company. After he died, I found a, a diary uh, of his uh, battle, uh, fighting the battle of the Hurricane Forest. That was a very deadly battle towards the end of World War II. And uh, I write exactly like my dad does, just boom, 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 just inform and entertain. And what he overcame in that, I mean, that diary every single day is as horrific as an experience that you could ever possibly imagine. I will I'll read it every now and then if I'm ever even thinking about making an excuse, <laughs> it'll go away very quickly. So that that's my dad. And then when he was in his late fifties, a drunk driver hit my dad uh, on the highway head on drunk driver was killed immediately. My dad uh, broke every bone in his body, but he survived. And then my mom was his nurse. Um, so my mom literally, that's how they met. My mom literally nursed him back to life. And then, so most of my days talking to people like us, and I still have not met anyone in my life ever with more hustle than my mom. She's the ultimate hustler in a good way, the ultimate survive and thrive. And uh, so here I am. <laughs> that's how this, that's how I was created. And then, okay, so there's that. And then, so zero business background, uh, went to school for a journalist, you know, journalism, had no idea what an entrepreneur was. Um, and so, uh, February 10th, 2017, had job salary cut in half, five-minute meeting with the owner of the company, which I'll still never say a bad word about. I was very thankful for that job um, with the owner of the company and the managing editor. And then uh, so cut my job salary in half, couldn't find a job, uh, incorporated first company, uh, Brepic. That was April 16th, uh, 2017, six days after 40th birthday. Uh, over the next six weeks, reached out to 5,000 people uh, to find first five clients. So 99.9% .9 rejection rate, got fifth client, I think on June 1st, June 2nd, resigned. 
was working full-time and half the salary while I reached out to 5,000 people. And then uh, Robert Feeder, who at the time was the top media columnist in the Midwest of the story, I'd started my own firm. So that was, that was just the start of the company with zero business background. I still don't know what an S-Corp is. Had no idea you had to pay taxes four times a year. Like that's not why you go into journalism. So, uh, so now two global companies now that partner with top entrepreneurs on planet. So that's, that's it. That's cool, man. And I think, I, I think that, um, one thing I think is really cool is that there's this with the internet, you know, if you wanted to be an entrepreneur or something, um, how, how do I put this? There's, you would think, okay, I'm going to start my own plumbing business. Now you're 50 years old or 45 years old. And you're like, okay, I'm going to start this plumbing business. Now I got to get out there and I got to hustle and I got to get people to know who I am. So the many, the amount of years it would take for somebody to get to know you at 55 years old as the guy yes. and you're getting tired. The internet is taking people that as we get older, you can come up with an idea to serve somebody, come up with this idea and you literally could start something at 60. Yes. And if you can, if you can message, have the messaging, right. Have all those things, right. Mm-hmm. figure that out you can right. literally build a two million dollar business and i think that that is oh way more than that yeah way more than in that. general i'm just saying that you know i'm talking about somebody that is just saying i don't have to go and do a bunch of things i mean that's one thing is though i'll tell you i've had this interesting itch all, probably the last couple of months and it's just man it's it's really gonna be like this it's just going to get more like this. Why would it? And I was really um, thinking back on how you really would go and have a lot more, you know, human energy communication, mm. just our natural, you yes. know, and those, those are getting disconnected more and more and more, mm. you know, and I'm interested, interested to see what happens over the next 10 years of, of how this affects us. Well, there's two things from that. Um, one, thanks for sharing that. Um, when COVID started, um, so that at the time, my sons, our sons were, so that's March of 2020. So they were seven and almost six. So seven and five. So I posted and before COVID, I spent more time with my children than any dad I've ever met. And now I spend more time with them. So that's, that's my litmus test, spending time with my family, but <laughs> Well, that's all this other stuff's fine, but without that, then it doesn't matter. Okay. So if you have children and then, so when COVID, like the first day when I go, this will be the greatest opportunity ever for people with the right mindset, by far, I mean, the greatest, by far the greatest opportunity. Um, um, so at the time, uh, my first company was, um, first company was, it was national, but it certainly wasn't international. And so I named my years. That's another chapter in the book. So 2020, uh, before, before COVID even started 2020, I named it global growth. So every day, global growth, global growth, global growth. So then started having partnerships around the world, joined two of the top global entrepreneurial groups in the world. Um, and then 2021 was no limits. So no limits, no limits, no limits, so no limits. So, uh, started a second company, uh, which is, basically technology for my brain. It's LinkedIn without the BS. So invite only connectivity platform. My partner's in San Francisco. I'm in Chicago. We've met two times in person. One was at a big launch party we had for it in Chicago. And then my wife and I just went out to San Francisco to have dinner with uh, Mark, Mark Fujiwara and his wife, Amy. That was a great time. But other than that, it's been completely virtual, like no, nothing in person. Um, and, uh, you know, wrote two major books, 
you know, first company continues to do incredibly well. All, all I've done since COVID started, I think I've done nine total in-person meetings and most of them are for an entrepreneurial group I'm in. I just go to those meetings, but one-on-one yeah, I've it's- two meetings, two in three years. And I don't know that I think that that's, there's an interesting thing there. And I, I mean, as there's kind of a, it's well, you're a higher like, implementer than me. So what does that mean? Like p- higher implementers need to see hand movements and all that stuff. And uh, COVID was very, is very hard for them because they need to be in a room and see physical things. I'm a, be a negative a million implementer and it's so it's fine. Like it's it, lower implementers have not had a, as big of an issue. Now, yeah, here's I mean, the behind me here, we call we call it the warboard, but I have a four by eight whiteboard. It's like hundred percent. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you're a high implementer, and if I tried to write on a whiteboard, it would look like um, it would just look terrible and a disaster. But, but um, the other thing I have noticed of the the in person meetings and uh, with groups, and then um, uh, the two one on ones that I've done, the one on ones the cadence, like seeing how a person interacts, it does help with the conversation. It's not enough for me to leave my family or not, you know, not coach my kids things. It's not as big of a deal for me in person with the group setting with. So we'll talk about your whiteboard, which I, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, in person in a group setting, if someone's writing electronically or on a whiteboard, and then they're talking, it's great to be in that in-person room because you can connect it. It's very hard to do that virtually because someone will put it up like share screen and then it'll disappear and then it kind of disappears from your brain. But other than that, I've seen no additional value for being in person and I'd much rather be at home with my family. Now that my kids are young too, when they're older, maybe that'll change, but but that is what I've seen from an in-person setting. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting... um... I, I don't know. It, um, I, I feel like we're not, I don't know, all these businesses, they don't, you know, these restaurants, they've kind of reset. And so 100%. if they're saying, oh, COVID is at a place now where we're going to start accepting that this is kind of done now and we're working our way into the next issue, whatever it is, if that's what they're saying, I wonder if we're going to get this run, like a bull run of restaurants coming in that have all been shut down. And then mm-hmm. eventually the confidence comes back with that because I don't see this run to be outside yet is what I'm kind of getting at. And that's, Hmm. I would agree. I would agree with you. Um, I would absolutely agree with you Um, from a children's perspective. um, Our sons are in third and fourth grade and they're on multiple teams. Um, COVID and we're in a, uh, I don't really care about politics. We're in the North suburbs of Chicago or so we're pretty liberal. Um, what, what had been very heavily masked area, almost no one wears masks anymore. So from a child perspective, mm-hmm. it's definitely more connected outside, uh, in person, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. So do you consider yourself on more of the performance side of the entrepreneur? Is that your, maybe your. Such a great question. Yeah. I can't wait to see your poll because that'll be really fascinating to me. But so the way I would describe it, um, and this is why it's so rare. um, I would describe myself as a, an integrating visionary. So I'm a visionary, but can execute as well. And then for second company, um, 
my mark is a visionary integrator, which is even more rare. I would say that's even like that's truly unicorn. So he's full backstage integrator, but he's a bigger visionary than I am. He's a way bigger vision than I could even imagine, but he's backstage. And then I'm front stage who can execute. So most visionaries are full front stage and they can't execute. Like think of it like, okay, from your perspective, like a visionary would be the fighter in the ring, um, even though they're executing their fighting, but they're performing, right? But then you'd have uh, your ring corner. They'd be the the integrators to help you backstage, or the person who tapes your, yeah. you know, tapes your wrist. That'd be the backstage person. So, like, if they you combined all of that into an entrepreneur, it'd be me, and it would be my partner. Yeah. They um is really interesting. I listened to Ray Dalio. You know who he is? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, so, yeah. yeah. Ray, Ray Dalio is great, and he had talked about um, Elon Musk, and he mm -hmm. also talked about Bill Gates and those guys. Yeah, and I'll never forget what he said. He says the thing that's different about those guys is he call he says I call them shapeshifters. Yeah, and he says the thing that that those guys can do is that they can see the entire idea but they can also step back and yes. see that there's going to need some bolts over here to get yeah. that thing to go to that place. Yeah. And yeah. he says that those are the people that really move mountains is because you can visualize it and move this thing. Yes. And very few people have that, that true ability to do that. So that's Anarism a very high level thing you just play. said. There. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's really interesting. You know, um, it here's what here are the four things that I've seen. Um, here here's what I've seen with people like that. Um, I just posted this the other day, so there are four things. One is uh, ADHD. Two Aspergers. Um, you know, like mm -hmm. um, autism, yeah. but like you know, minor, minor. Mm -hmm. um, three is dyslexia. Um, so you inability to read this way, but so you create a different fourth, which, which are if Elon, I mean, Elon Musk and Bill Gates for sure, extraordinarily high IQ. So, um, in IQ world, I'd say most of, most of the folks that, that my firm's partner with, um, uh, so we'll just speak in IQ world. So 140 and above is genius level. That's 1%. Um, it's that has nothing to do with book smart or, you know, where you went to college. No entrepreneurs don't care about that. Um, half the people I talked to barely went to high school and, you know, barely went to college if they graduated at all, but cause that doesn't matter to an entrepreneur. You're but, a scrapper. Um, you're, you're scraping through life. You know, you're like what resources do I have to get this airplane? Figure it out, ground? figure it out. So, but that, but, but the really successful ones usually have incredibly high IQ. Like you can just tell if someone's really smart in that way or very high EQ. Okay. So 140 and above is genius. That's 1%. So most of the people I talk to, um, like, I'm like, so are you 150, 160? And they're like, ah, yeah, how'd you know that? I'm like, well, cause you're talking, you're talking up here, uh, regular humans not going to understand you. And so I am, um, I'm 139. So one below genius, but I'm, it's actually, I'm very thankful for that because if you get when you get really high, like Elon Musk, Bill Gates level, like and Gates, I would say Bill Gates is better at it. Like you have a very hard time 
being a human, like almost impossible. You can see things and move things around, but like interactions with people, that's a, uh, so I've, what, what my one thing. I often make the joke about Elon Musk. And I say, you know, with his, um, with Asperger's and then removes some of the emotions from what I understand. I'm not an expert, but yes. it removes those emotions. Right. So when you look at emotions to have mannerisms and comedy and making people laugh, I really think, and this is my theory that the guy's so smart that yeah. he can put something together. That's funny when he's really not even emotionally connected to it. He just hundred percent. So he can literally. Okay. So I was talking to someone. So my wife, who is a doctor, pediatrician, she has unofficially diagnosed me with minor Asperger's, which I, I do agree with that. So like in terms of Colby world, it's ADHD meets Asperger's. And then you, <laughs> that's why it works. It's kind of <laughs> funny, but the, um, I was talking to someone with severe Asperger's and he was like, he actually used that to create a system. Um, and then like, he actually learned how to like create humor or create communication with yes. people. It's like, he's almost like acting, like he knows he can't function like a regular human. So he created a system where it's he almost like he learned PR with humor. And then he hundred percent yeah. used humor as his PR mechanism. That's exactly thought, what it is. Yeah, that's what. So that's what I mean. So your IQ, uh, 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 you know, it's certainly at least 130, 140 and above, like a regular normal IQ never would have been able to <laughs> would have never one. There would never have been that discussion ever. And you did you even go to college? I don't think you did. Did you? No, I don't have a college background. Right. Of course not. But that doesn't mean, and that wasn't meant to be insulting, but like, that's no, like, that's what, like, I can tell, like your intellect is very, it's like, so, and then like, and then the, the really high IQ folks. So these are like MIT level type, what at Harvard, whether or not they graduated or not. Um, you know, they just can't communicate human unless they created a way to communicate human in their own computer robotic head. And then, well, then I, can I like them. it's interesting to say that because there was somebody else has a discussion and he um, the what's his name? Dan Pena. I think the guy that screams and yells all the time. He's like, <laughs> oh, I don't know if you ever seen that guy. He's like uh, Dan Pena. I think his name is <laughs> mfs everybody you know he's like you're trash you're nothing you're not a billionaire you're not he's a he just this, this guy is like a billionaire um but he often he talks about those personality traits and the differences yeah. in those people and how much you you i this is an interesting <laughs> conversation because um I try to explain many times to people that the way that you're thinking is not thinking the way that other people are thinking. And it's not always so much that you're not smarter. You're just thinking about it the wrong way. And I've, and I've watched over and over again. I ask myself, I'm like, Oh man, I'm not, I'm smart enough. I can figure this out. And I literally say to myself, you're thinking about it wrong. Like you're just thinking of it wrong. Like this is just thinking of it wrong. Cause once you can get put in the right direction, you're smart enough to keep it going. And these guys many times have the ability to unpackage those things just so much faster than other people. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, they're, I mean, they're true geniuses at like the highest level of genius. And I like to be around people like that 
Um, otherwise I get bored. That's why like business owners and like, that that stuff bores me because they're just making excuses or complaining about the person who's in charge of the company. And I'm just like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. And it's boring. Like, um, like I need to be around people changing the world, their world people. It doesn't excite me in any capacity. And then the purpose of my life is to be a connecting superhero for every visionary abundance, investment mindset, entrepreneur, and share their stories with the world, not their world, the world. So that's endlessly fascinating to me. And then it allows me to spend as much time with my family as I want to, which is which is most important. And, and when you're around those people all the time, your brain is like constantly fed with this incredible energy, this incredible drive and incredible execution. And so when you're talking about thinking the right way or the wrong way, I guess to simplify that is if you have the right, the right mindset, it attracts the right network and creates the right opportunity. So I just I like work that. on my mindset, attract the right network, eliminate what do you cost or charge nonsense. And then, and those people create right opportunities for me. I mean, that's, it's interesting you say that because mindset, I think over the last couple of years, it has been around, but since the internet got a hold of it, it's, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's kind of this, Oh, you need mindset. You need, you need mindset. And, I think there's so many different things that happen with that conversation, but I think what you kind of just said is that if you took mindset and just said, I'm eliminating all the negative things, I'm going to try to loop those into opportunities. You tend to talk to those people that are acting that way. And I think that that's, you know, Hey, the mindset is not just, Hey, is it a, uh, uh, I'm going to win. I'm going to win every day. It's not that it's, the way that you actually handle certain things. So then you're attracted to other people that are solving problems just like that. And then you're allowed in the room. And then when you're in the room, you can only speak at a certain level. And you also can only move so many things so quickly with who you are at the level you're at as an entrepreneur. If the guy is above you, he has more resources. He has more leverage. He can move things quicker than you. And so those were like those levels of mindset handle things totally different due to the resources that you have. That was kind of interesting talking about these high level people because they have, did you watch that Grant Cardone thing where he had to go and make a million dollars? Make a million. Uh, yeah. He said it was the hardest thing. Is billion ever. dollar show. Did you yeah. watch that? I, I didn't, but he said it, he said it was the hard. I watched the aftermath of that or where he interviewed about it. And he said it was the hardest thing he's, he's ever had to ever had to do. That's what he said with that. And the reason why was because they stripped away what he was used to using. Correct. And so all of his weapons were gone. His name meant nothing. It carried no weight. It carried no reputation. It carried nothing. So he had to literally just scoundrel with no weight. And he had said that that was the hardest thing. He had forgotten that it was that much of a battle and a role to do that. Well, that's why most people can't. That's my point. Most people can't do that. That's why they're not meant to be. I mean, and that, thank God, most people are not meant to be top entrepreneurs because if they, if everyone was a top entrepreneur, the world would be complete anarchy chaos. I mean, if everyone was like Grant Cardone, I mean, that would be, that wouldn't be good. That would be, that, <laughs> I mean, wild. That'd be yeah, it'd be, no, I mean, the world would be blown up by that. I mean, it wouldn't be. <laughs> no, I mean, so, so there's a, there's a scientific, um, um, Science Daily 2006 article. I was having this conversation with one of my entrepreneur friends, who's a 153 IQ, by the way. He's a true genius, 
and a 3287 Colby. So that's Pioneer. And uh, he's like, yeah, um, most people are sheep. Most people are sheep. And I'm like, oh, okay. So tell me more. He's like, you know, uh, most people are sheep. And then entrepreneurs like us are sheepdogs. So for every 99 sheep, there's one sheepdog. So sheepdogs are entrepreneurs and they only have two roles. I looked, I looked it up because I'm a high fact finder in the Science Daily 2006 article that there are only two, two primary roles for sheepdogs. Only two. That's it. Only two. One, keep the sheep in line. Two, push the sheep forward. Keep them in line. Move them forward. Keep them in line. Mm. See the vision. Move them forward. Bill Gates, see the vision. Here you go. So, um, so entrepreneurs are sheepdogs. Entrepreneurs are sheepdogs. And then so the, the two groups that I, well, they are, I mean, they are. So the two groups I'm in, I spend most of my time is one is Abundance 360. Uh, the other strategic coach 10X. That's a, that's a sheepdog for sheepdogs. So the sheepdogs are actually sheep in that. And then the, the, the group is a sheepdog for the sheepdogs. So keep them in line, push them forward. Keep them in line, push them forward. It's, it's uh, cause even sheepdogs need to have someone keeping them in line. Like you just, you need the shepherd or whatever that is. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but that's good. And then I like to be the dumbest person in the room um, because then I can actually, I really don't like, I mean, I like teaching people things I do, but like, I can't, you know, I, if I can't learn and then evolve, then it's hard for me to teach. So I'd like to like to be the dumbest person who I can learn the most and then teach. Yeah. There's going to be an interesting thing. I think over the next couple of years, the next five years is that it's um, how do I say this? The internet has created everybody's ability to, yeah, how do I say this? Be a MLM multi-level marketing or, I'm not trying to do that in the improper way, but it's right. basically the barrier of entry to to start some kind of business online is so minute right? that at the end of the day, you are having so many people try these is a side hustle or, right. you know, this side business. I, 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 I'm curious again, over the next five to 10 years, what does that do to the society? If the majority of people are trying to feed off of this idea of you can have your own little business online because there's jobs there's we still need to build things and and i'm curious to see that somebody says nah i'd rather just not go to that job but our society needs those people so i'm curious to see what happens with this so you're much higher in empathy and much higher in includer than i am which that's i'm happy for you on that i never even think about that so i don't think about that at all so what i do think about is is that what will happen is somebody will create something extraordinary and that will help everyone else. So I partner with the people that, that create the extraordinary things and then share their stories with the world and that benefits everyone else. And then however that benefits everyone else, that's, that's great. Um, but it's exciting. The point one- Do you think that the mentality is kind of like how caste system is? I'm, I, I've been into Singapore there for a while and it's the first time I've ever heard of that. And it was interesting because people have made it to their, that's the idea, right? You make it to your, where you're at and that's who you are. Um, but as you have all tests and skills and is it hard to break those things? Do you think? Um, one, I, I never think about that Two, One of my, um, one of my partners, um, grew up in Burma, <laughs> not, I know Burma. Burma. Yeah. Right. He grew Burma. up in Burma. Yeah. So his grandfather was decapitated in front of him, went to Hong Kong with his dad, with $10 in their pockets when he was like 10 years old, they created three, eight figure businesses. And then his latest business is uh, an at-home robot, um, an at-home robot uh, to help people with Alzheimer's and dementia 
keep him occupied because his mom has Alzheimer's dementia. So he, he created that. So that's, I mean, so the cast system, you would like abundance 360. You would like, um, you would like that. Uh, there's a lot of folks in there that are, that are really creating these things that, that like one of well, I'll give you an example. One of my partners, uh, for PR, it's the Schuler Scholar Foundation. So Jack Schuler, he's Forbes billionaire. I think he's 82 now. He's giving away all his money. And since in the last 20 years, he's given away nine figures, but he's going to give away everything to help underserved kids in Chicago. Wow. And well, yeah, because other that was, if I'm not partnering with somebody like that or someone who, does, who want, doesn't want to be like that, it's pointless because yeah. they're they're the ones that actually do it. They don't they yeah. just do it. And um, and uh, so the people like that are the ones that destroy caste systems because they <laughs> they will just make the investment to help people you know i mean uh, good point well that's what i mean so that's why i'm excited to see what happens because it's this very small percentage of people overall but it's still a big number because 0.1 mm-hmm. percent of eight billion is eight million and they're the ones that yeah. actually do something right how cool man well how do people find you you and i could do this for hours i can tell oh well, no, people- no yeah well so um i had an, a conversation earlier today with someone who does not think like this. And, it, and if someone doesn't, it doesn't happen that much anymore, but I'm, I'm going to bring it up to, cause it just happened and it went horribly wrong. And they actually hung up on me. Um, that's what happened. I won't hang up on anyone, but they, it's, 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 that's happened in the last year. Maybe it's happened three times, but it happened today. People like you, I can talk to endless, endless, but that, this was a, this person had the wrong mindset, wasting time, time vampire. And then, I called them. I mean, I knew it right away. And so then they just hung up. So, um, but people like you, endless, endless conversations. So to answer your question, <laughs> awesome. uh, 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 I'm on LinkedIn, Justin Breen on LinkedIn. And then uh, the, the companies, which we never talk about, uh, Brepic, um, if you go to the website, actually, if you go on LinkedIn, you can find it. There's a mindset uh, scorecard. Feel free to take it, by the way, if you want to. I like I would, how you- I so it takes uh, five minutes. And so yeah, I'm going to take the Colby. I'll take it today and I'll send. Well, that's not the Colby. That's the, that I'll send you the, the mindset scorecard. But so people actively qualify or disqualify themselves with their own mindset. So people think they're visionaries or they think they live in abundance, but if they look at things as cost, not investment, not a real visionary. Nope. No, no, yeah, no. Send them. I, I would like to check it out. I'd you like can use them too. Use it in your, yeah. Cause you'll, it, people immediately disqualify themselves or qualify themselves with their own minds. That's very interesting. Well, this has been an amazing episode, my friend. We made it to over an hour. We could have kept going, but dude, this was great, man. Shout out to Chicago. I appreciate (laughs) you. Let's do it again. What's what's the next book? We'll go out with what's the next book. You've got Epic Life and... Well, Epic Business came out in, in May of 2020. Chris Voss never split the difference, did the forward for that. And then I'm very grateful for that. And then Epic Life just came out. The kin or the uh, Audible should be out soon. We had a, a voiceover guy for like law and order type shows do the <laughs> I can't great, I'd be a man. terrible on that. But then having Peter Diamandis do the forward, that's and then it was number one on Amazon Kindle. So uh, you know epic life book it's all over the world so very grateful for that all right my man thanks a lot that closes us out for another episode of the move entrepreneur evolved podcast people go back like describe subscribe 
and <laughs> follow the podcast. We got a lot of other awesome guests coming along. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.